On today's show, Tantra with Mark Michaels and Patricia Johnson. Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Normally, we record this little banter thing in the beginning of the show, but I seem to recall we, we did one of those banters when we were in uh, Washington at the Dark Odyssey event. I remember that, looking over the balcony at all the people, so I believe we did. Let's just use that for this show. Sounds good. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. Well, here we are in the middle of D.C. with Dark Odyssey and having a great time. We are indeed. Our uh, show, too, is coming from, or at least this aspect of it, is coming from the Dark Odyssey Winter Fire 09 event held on Valentine's Weekend. The event that has space, as Don said, is in the middle of Washington, D.C., in a very luxurious hotel. We have an entire ballroom downstairs dedicated to dungeon and classroom space. The floor above that is dedicated to the vending space. And let me talk about that for a moment. The vending this time around is top-notch. I'm really impressed. Some really neat things. Of course, we have the leather jackets and floggers. And fortunately, our friend Arcane is here with his beautiful floggers along with a couple other vendors but there's some wonderful leather masks down there to this time we saw those once before at the Atlanta fetish flea and those are just wonderful and uh, of course there's a kilt salesman as well kilt as well and someone selling modified suitcases so that you can have your little floggers all hanging out nice and neat and little velcro bags and I think I want one. So we'll probably have to look at that for a show in the future, talk about the different vendors and all that kind of jazz. I'm going to say they're top-notch this time around. Other wonderful things about Dark Odyssey, though, is just the, the level of teachers that they have here is just outstanding. And we're hoping to get some interviews with some of these people. Dossie Easton, one of the original people out there on the front lines of uh, open sexuality, uh, her, her book along with Janet Harding, the ethical slut, is really what started a lot of people on this path. So we've also got Barbara Castanellis and Mark Michaels and Patricia and a few other well-known people. And we'll dig into those guys a little bit more. I'm going to take this little pod show downstairs and try and get some interviews. Beyond that, here it is, halfway through the event. It's uh, early evening Saturday right now. Don and I actually just snuck off the event course, and we're right on top, not too far from Chinatown. So we snuck over to Chinatown, had some Chinese food. Yep, sweet and sour chicken for me. And uh, I ended up, I ordered... 
coordinated combo, and um, my waitress <laughs> explained to me. She made sure to explain to him that um, it was intestines and stomach. So, so. <laughs> so I ended up going with the chicken instead. So, but it was fabulous food, fabulous walk outside for this time of year. So nice to stretch the legs. Yep, and we're looking forward to getting back downstairs. There's a lot of energy down there, a couple of hundred kinky people hanging around checking out the classes and the vendors and getting ready for the dungeon space. One of the nice things about Dark Odyssey is they have small dungeons open all year, or uh, not all year, I'm sorry, all, they have small dungeons open all day long. If they had dungeons open all year long, we might end up having to move the whole battle over here to Washington. Yep. So, the beautiful space, and it's all ours, and it's all downstairs, hidden away from people, so everybody feels safe just to be who they are. Absolutely. Well put. Ready to head back downstairs? Ready to head back downstairs. See who we can find. Let's go. So we are uh, sitting here today with uh, Mark Michaels and Patricia Johnson. They are uh, Tantra teachers, and they have just come out with a new book, Tantra for Erotic Empowerment. And we're going to talk about that some. And where we're taking, where we're doing this interview is a very fascinating place. We are currently in the Sexorama area of a major event, and it's all charged with all this erotic energy that's been happening here for the last couple of days. Lots of colors and lots of drapery and sparkly stuff. And speaking of sparkly stuff, <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Patricia. Thank you for doing the interview with us today. Yeah, thanks. We're thanks happy for, to yeah. do it. <laughs> thanks for having us. Yeah. Now, I understand you guys taught some classes this weekend as well. Yeah, three. Three uh, classes. Three classes. But what did we teach this weekend? Um, the first class was the chakras and sexuality, um, in which we, we examine the chakras and how they relate to sexuality in various ways. Um, people don't generally think that the chakras have a whole lot to do with sexuality, but in fact, each one has a sensory avenue and an action organ and various ways in which they interrelate. And it's a great way to start um, exploring your sexuality methodically. Then the second class was on uh, the tantric erogenous zones, which is a system that our teacher brought to the West about a little over 30 years ago. And it's, a, again, a wonderful way to build sexual energy in your partner. Uh, work systematically to build arousal, intensify the experience, um, and bring consciousness to lovemaking, which is something that is really kind of the core of tantric sexual practice. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then our uh, last class was pleasure as spiritual practice. And um, that, that's what we see as the core of our spiritual practice is really um, seek all things that bring you pleasure or seek pleasure out of all things you are experiencing. So nice. you use that premise virtually every moment. And to, again, to bring consciousness and intention to what you do, because I think a lot of people have a negative view of pleasure that really has to do with the fact that they, people generally don't apply a lot of consciousness and awareness to the pursuit of pleasure. It, it can be a way of checking out rather than checking in. So we really emphasize focusing intently and knowing yourself and knowing what brings you pleasure and then using that as a tool to um, have spiritual, more of a spiritual consciousness. Ironically, I mean, knowing yourself and knowing what brings you pleasure can be 
as you explore that, it can be a very different picture than what is presented to you by, say, Hollywood or popular TV, and you're like, wait a minute, you know, I don't really like that. I think I like something very, very different, and mm -hmm. it's, it's a real important exploration to do. So are you implying it's not all about my genitals slamming into your genitals? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it really depends. I mean, if that's what you like, then you know, <laughs> if that's what you like. But, but it's nice to know that you know you have other options, and you're choosing that mm -hmm. at that moment. Uh, so many people don't have any other option or ability to explore in different ways. How did you guys get started with the whole tantra path? Well, I I had read about it back in the '80s when kind of the first wave of tantra books really started to be popular and I got a couple of them and I sort of looked through them and they really didn't make a lot of sense to me at the mm -hmm. time. Um, some years later I went through a divorce and my interest got rekindled and I thought okay I'm really gonna try and explore this and so I, I went to California and, and worked with a teacher there for a while um, and gradually got into it more and more deeply and started exploring the the more authentic, traditional roots of it as well. Um, and, and that's how we met our teacher at a point where we wanted to get into the traditional aspects. Mm -hmm. um, we're now at a place where we're trying to um, take that tradition and reinterpret it in a way that remains rooted but also is applicable for people who live in a culture that's very, very different from where Tantra emerged. I started reading about Tantra um, in my college years after I had some sexual experiences. I was really blown away by this sense of potential and something really profound going on. And I wanted to find a system in which I could cultivate and harness whatever this was. And I could find it in Western sex, sex magic and Taoist practices and in Tantra. and. Um, I just started reading, and I think once you know a little bit about it, you virtually you just start practicing, and you you. I went through years, and my partners, um, well, you know, the guys in their twenties, and I'd bring it up. Hey, what do you think about this? And they would go, ah, you know. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm not going to talk about this. I'm going to keep on studying it on my own. And um, at some point, I was ready to really study it formally and um, went to a lecture and it turned out to be the first public lecture he gave after finishing a teacher's training. So, um, Must have been a heck of a lecture. Ten years later. Oh gosh, I wasn't looking for a husband or I wasn't looking to write any books, that was sure, <laughs> certain. And yeah, it's powerful stuff. Very cool. And I want to talk about the books you guys have put out together. Some. Uh, but before we leave Tantra, if I want to go learn Tantra, there's, is there, I take it, and we're not going to do the big history of Tantra right now, but there's different traditions, lineages, different places to learn Tantra. It seems like a lot of the schools are in the West, in California. Or Hawaii. Or Hawaii, which is wonderful. If I lived in Hawaii or California, I would love the excuse to move that way. You said, that's where you learned. Do you see it's is that an old thought of mine and it's really starting to move further to across the United States? Is it something that's really populating across? Um, it's it's certainly certainly when I started studying there were really just a handful of teachers and outside of California and Hawaii there were 
Mm. I mean, there was one in New York, as mm -hmm. far as I know, at the time. And um, there are now many, many more people teaching Tantra. I don't really think that's a good thing, though, um, because kind of what's happened is that anybody can just go out and say, I'm a Tantra teacher, mm -hmm. without having studied it without knowing anything about what the tradition is and just emphasizing sacred sexuality which right. is only a, a tiny piece of what tantra really is all about in fact uh, so a small percentage something like five percent of the actual texts talk about sexual activity at all it's really it's a comprehensive approach to living your life sex is part of that and the great thing is that it recognizes the sacredness of sex but what's happened with a lot of the Western teachers, and it was the doorway for me and, and for Patricia they as well. They promise better sexuality, and regardless of what someone is teaching, they'll just call it Tantra, because mm -hmm. that is sort of what the word has come to mean, is I take a, take a Tantra class, I'm learning to have better sex or enjoy sexuality more. And that certainly can happen, and it's a great thing. You know, don't get me wrong, we're, we're not down on sex and, and people improving their sex lives. It's just unfortunate that this really amazing tradition that's that's quite complex and, and varied has been reduced down to something that, you know, people are using it to sell stuff a lot. And mm -hmm. um, it, for us, I think it's a struggle to try and reach people, but also to... to and, and to, to pro provide the information in a way that's accessible to people in our culture, but also to keep our roots in, in the authentic tradition. But that really, doesn't that implies, though, that a lot of people interested in a better, in reaching for something for that sex life. I know you guys present nationally, and I get the impression you're pretty busy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, people, people and, are pretty curious then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the things that we're, we're very interested in and one of the reasons we're here at this event is in reaching people who might not otherwise recognize that Tantra is something for them, to get out of kind of the New Age ghetto, for want of a better term, <laughs> and, and to reach people who are sexual adventurers who maybe want to take things to a higher level to, bring, to deepen their, their sexuality and discover other aspects and, and apply it in other aspects of their lives. Um, we don't do that much on kind of the new age circuit, or we haven't been lately. Yeah. Um, we've, we've been doing stuff more at um, alternative adult bookstores, um, events like this one. Um, that just seems to be a really fruitful place to, to This seems people. to be the area where people are interested in finding out about themselves and their authentic selves and stuff, so maybe easier to reach. Yeah. They're more open. And, uh, and the thing is that, you know, people who are sort of on the sexual fringe aren't looking for a thrill. They, they know how to get their thrills, generally speaking. Right. They, want, they want to get more out of their thrills. Right. And, and have them more, more predictable and, you know, tools that sort of guarantee or really increase that, um, the probability of having really great experiences. And the, the thrill thing was, was getting kind of tiresome for us. For a long time, we would get phone calls from people who are, you know, I'm in town for the weekend, can I have a session, or what's Patricia's, a session. What's yeah, Patricia's cell like... phone number? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
or or we get we get emails that are like, well, are you naked in your classes? And you know, so if they're asking that question up front, you know, they're just it's not for them, right? You know, and and so the nice thing about being at an event like this one is that all of that kind of stuff is out of the way. And, right. and people don't care if we're naked or not. Yeah. Right. And we can get to the very, very interesting stuff and the subtle stuff that maybe some people were, would almost find boring, I think, without the yeah. knowing their own selves that much. I think people would be surprised to find that in, in events like these, or alternative sexuality events like that, a lot of people are coming, they're bringing their notebooks and their pens and they're sitting there as students writing down things that are occurring and what you're saying and looking for good references. Uh, I think from externally, people see these events as, oh, that's just, uh, it's a lot of slap and tickle. And uh, I think, uh, would you say a lot of people that are coming through your classes are primarily coming through for just to be students? Oh, most definitely, yeah. No, I mean, we've, yeah, yeah it's, it's quite stunning, really. And, and especially this year, we've been, we've been coming to this event now for five or six years. The, the number of people who came to our classes was bigger than it's ever been. Amazing. We've had people who've, who've been to some of them, they've come back for the third or fourth time because they're getting deeper and deeper subtleties in the information that we're providing. Um, and the, the seriousness of people, I mean, people are, you know, they're out late at night doing whatever, and they come to our class at 10.30 in the morning, and, right. you know, and the room is packed. It's, it's, it's wonderful, and I think there's been an evolution, even within this event, you know, into that kind of much more uh, serious interest in learning stuff. Right. Well, you can only take the play so far, it seems like, and then it's like, what's next? So like you were saying, getting into the deeper pieces, you know, and the subtleties of what can be done with whatever they're already doing. So that's what they're trying to find now. Yeah. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing to see. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting here with a book in my hand, Tantra for Erotic Empowerment, the Key to Enriching Your, enriching your Sexual Life. Uh, tell me about the book. Well, it was first, um, gosh, we first started offering uh, about a third of the content as an online course. And again, we, we both were attracted to Tantra in the beginning to enrich our sexual lives. And so we, we thought, well, um, rather than uh, jump in with the esoteric, let's have people start through that door. And, and let you know, then they, they tend to go into more... Um, a complex study of Tantra after they finished the course and the rea- the reactions were so amazing so. yeah I mean it, it was a challenging course and a lot of people a lot of people would sign up and never even they'd fill out the registration form and never do a single lesson or a little bit um, of the gym yeah thing. it's kind of the gym membership thing yeah. but the people who <laughs> ouch <laughs> I just joined the gym but people who actually did the course really felt like it was a transformational experience and so um, we decided to expand it and and really make it into a book and it it's changed a lot from from what the original course was but one of the things that we do is we begin each week with or we each exercise there's a daily practice with a meditation based on or derived from a traditional tantric text 
So people, people are actually getting exposed to authentic tantric information that way, then there's a large amount of the material is sort of theoretical social commentary so that people can get an understanding of what tantra is about without getting into the chakras and a lot of the more esoteric things that for a new person could be very off-putting. And then there are exercises that are designed to um, help people discover themselves as, as human beings and as sexual beings. The idea that the more you can connect with yourself as a sexual being and know that person deeply, the more empowered you're going to be in your life in general. It virtually affects every area of your life, just knowing yourself on that level. And I mean, otherwise, I think people are, are just a little fragmented. You know, there's, there's a part of insight. I mean, our sexuality is a core, our, you know, the marrow of our bones. And if it's a part of you that you really don't know, it's sort of lurking or it's a little off on the side. It's not knitted. It's not integrated. And I can't help but feel that that affects everything, just the way you are in the world. Mm-hmm. And what we've done, I think, is there's a lot of... A lot of the more esoteric stuff is in this book, but it's it's buried and it, we kind of we kind of take people there without telling them that that's what we're doing, mm-hmm. and I I think it works quite well. I mean, again, the responses from people who actually are doing the the practices, you know, they're they're quite profound. And the book won a USA Book News Best Book for 2008 in sexuality category. So we're very proud of that. Fabulous. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that's a um, difficult one to win. So there seems to be a fair number of books about sexuality out there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's great. Um, And this isn't your first book. Right. Our first book is called The Essence of Tantric Sexuality. And it's based on lectures that our teacher, whose name is Dr. John Mumford, or Swami Ananda Kapila Saraswati, uh, lectures that he gave in the mid-70s that were probably the first time that an initiated Swami had talked about sexual tantra publicly in the West. And that material influenced just about everybody who's teaching tantra these days. Some people borrowed large chunks of his material without acknowledging him. And so Patricia got the idea that we should make a book out of it. And I'll let her take the story from there. Like hours and hours of tapes. Um, and he speaks very fast and parenthetically. And <laughs> it was quite an undertaking, but I'm, I'm, um, it just seemed like it needed to happen. And it needed to be ironed out into book form in a linear form and updated and really attributed to him. So we. So we, we rewrote the lectures and, and reorganized them, keeping all the original content, but putting them in a form that would be more suitable for a book. We got some additional input from him on some of the materials so that some things that were in the lectures gets a lot more fleshed out in the book. And we added in here and there our own perspectives as well. So it's kind of a funny little collaboration that happened <laughs> over, a, over a period of 30 years. Very neat. <laughs> I, I guess I do want to ask a question that I'm sure that some of our listeners are hoping to hear is what about the sex? 
And we talk about it's not all sex, but is there an example like that old story? Oh, Sting has learned tantra and lasts for eight hours now. <laughs> well, Does... he later said that included dinner in a movie. You know? <laughs> 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 and then he went on to say, and then we'll get to the sex, but then he went on to say that this was a couple of years ago. He said he regretted that whole statement and everything. And he said, Trudy, is his wife, is his church. And he didn't really like to talk about Tantra beyond saying that. And I think when he, when he made that amendment to his previous comment, he really was getting a lot closer to what, you know, the spirit of Tantra is, is and sexual Tantra is really all about. It's about bringing an attitude of reverence and worship into your sexuality. The important part about using your sexuality as a, as a, a spiritual practice is that at the point of orgasm, for most people, it's a state in which you achieve union. Your, your ego melts, you lose a sense of yourself, you feel merger with your partner and possibly with all that is. And that's such an important um, keystone and doorway to work with. And that's what a lot of the sexual practices of Tantra are about. They seem a little um, complex and convoluted, but really what we're doing is taking that moment and we're stretching it and expanding mm. it and accessing it literally before the point of orgasm. And what happens is once you start to access it and you go into orgasm, that door stays open and you, you're there for a long time afterwards so that it, it really becomes... Um, wonderful, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so, so the reason for the seven hour, or eight hours or whatever it was is that by prolonging the arousal phase, and it really, I mean, we say a half an hour is, is kind of the minimum, and at by, least when you're starting out. By arousal, we, we It doesn't mean, necessarily mean intercourse. Yeah, any, any form of arousal that gets you. So if you're in a state of sexual arousal for 30 minutes or more, you go through certain physiological changes that then affect your consciousness. And that's what tantric sexual practice is about. It's about creating altered states of consciousness through using your own body to do that. Mm -hmm. And the key is extending arousal. Once you're a little more skilled at it, you don't have to necessarily extend it for as long. It's because it's also about the pitch of the arousal. So if you stay for 10 minutes, say, at a very, People ask very us, like, level. do you guys have quickies? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice sometimes. <laughs> so if you stay at that high level of arousal, even for a period of 10 minutes or so, and you're surfing at the edge of orgasm there, you can go into that altered state in a, in a much briefer period of time. Um, so people have this idea that tantric sex has to last forever, and it's much more... One, one aspect of it is being aware and conscious and intentional in what you're doing. And the other aspect is in knowing your energy and working with that energy, again, deliberately, so that you can create this change in consciousness. And as you get more skilled, the time element becomes less of a factor. I'm not saying it goes away altogether. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that's an unfortunate you know, idea that's that's gotten out into the popular culture that... It's all about Being lasting. Being slow and lasting for a long time. And, and I'm sorry, people don't have time. And there, there's really practices that just take two or three minutes that will help you gain access to these states. And the other thing is that, you know, if you're, if you're into just lasting for a long time, then it becomes a, a performance, for one thing. 
and for another, you may not have a high enough level of arousal to, to create the change in consciousness that's happening. So um, if you just are kind of going on and on and on, you may not be doing what, you know, you, you may not be, be doing what needs to be done to have the mystical experience that we're talking about. I've noticed uh, on occasions Don and I have an open relationship and I have the opportunity to watch her with other men on occasion. And sometimes uh, she'll be with someone who's just going and going and going and going. And it's, it does. You're quite correct. It doesn't require that there's arousal. It just becomes this boring, okay, let's move on to something new. Let's try something else. So very much what you're saying makes yeah. sense. But I think men, you know, often will keep their level of arousal down in order to last. And as a result of that, they really miss out they're, on And they're starting to dampen lot. their arousal. So they start thinking of baseball instead of what they've got. And then they're not they're, there under anymore. Their hands. Yeah. Right. And it's more worth it to get into a higher level and mm -hmm. risk, risk having an orgasm and maybe having to take a break before you start again or, or just waiting till another time. It's better to get at a higher state. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you guys one more question, if I can. If I'm, uh, I've heard the word tantra. I've heard you guys talk about it a little bit. How do I get started? What's the first thing I can do to start with? You know, maybe get a little foundation under my belt. Well, I we recommend our our book, <laughs> Tantra for Erotic Empowerment. It's a great beginner's book, because um, because there's content, but there's also exercises, and they can. I think sometimes what you know the content is isn't as good unless you have an experiential knowledge about what we're what states we're talking about and that's what this is designed to get you to and it's really designed so that you can explore yourself and discover stuff on your own um, it's it doesn't have you know diagrams of of positions or energetic flows or things that somebody who's just starting out in this would look at it and go, huh? Mm -hmm. It's really designed to, it's the focus on consciousness. And what we do with this is we um, have an online course in which we can guide people through the book with our personal guidance and personal feedback. And that's worked well for uh, singles, couples, and multiples. So it's, it, I mean, it's, it, the book started out as a course and what we now offer is that if someone buys the book, they can they can do the whole book with us um, by nice. email. So. Nice. We're, we're actually looking at each other excitedly now because we just bought the book. So we can <laughs> sign right up. Great. Um, the, and you can also visit our website, which is www.tantrapm.com. That's Tantra, P as in Patricia, M as in Mark. Ah, very cool. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, Mark Michaels and Patricia Johnson are the authors of the award-winning book, The Essence of Tantra Sexuality. A devoted mar married couple, they have been teaching Tantra together since 1999 and are the senior students of Dr. John Mumford. Swami Ananda Kapila Saraswati. Thank you. Who has named them the lineage holders for the Americas and Europe. The, uh, the book is Tantra for Erotic Empowerment and Best Award USA book news sexuality category and you guys are just a joy to interview i thank you very much it's a lot of fun <laughs> thanks a lot for having thank us thank you so thanks. much if you're out there listening and you're still not convinced to buy this book it just so happens our new book review segment from lady die will be coming up and we'll have uh, her give an in-depth analysis of the book and what she thinks about it thanks guys thank you <laughs> thanks.
Michelle Z. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. Music heard on Erotic Awakening, Free by White Knight, Strawberry Jam by Jerry Bradley, and Wanda by 31D1 is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information can be found at music.podshow.com.